Wow, that's, that's amazing. That is something. I mean, you know. <laughs> Welcome everyone and pull up a seat at the table. It is lunchtime in Rome. Tonight is episode 172 entitled Respect, R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Is there an emotional need more often taken from us or not met than respect? It sure seems like there isn't a lot of it in our world today. It's certainly one of the most often communicated, but what really is respect when you break it down? We're talking about that emotional need at the table this evening, so pull up a seat and join us. First-time listeners can subscribe on your favorite pod, favorite podcast app, which watch us at, oh my gosh, watch us live at lunchtimeinrome.com slash live, or listen directly on lunchtimeinrome.com. While there, you can take our relational needs questionnaire. Make sure to follow us on all social media, and it would be great if you gave us a five-star review. Jay, what is this podcast about? Being alone is the worst. Good times aren't as good, and bad times are worse when you're all alone. Romans 12.15 says to rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. That is how you keep people from being alone and what this podcast is all about. We demonstrate that in the first 15 minutes of the podcast, and we talk about it for the rest. So while it may not be 12.15 in Rome, we're treating it like it is lunchtime in Rome. Sorry, I was a a little distracted while I was reading that opening. we give this guy a script, you know? It's okay, like, Chris. Not everybody's as professional as you are. Ah, all right. Sometimes I get a little off I script. feel disrespected. No. no. <laughs> not you, Chris. Oh, no. no. Too soon. Don't jump the shark. <laughs> Again. In the words of my <laughs> wife, false. <laughs> I'm sitting here. You know what? I'm a little freaked out. Here's a tech tech issue. We've got millions or thousands, thousands of a second blowing by on the screen, and it's like freaking me out. What it happened? Hurt, it hurts my epilepsy. I don't know. It's usually uh, hundreds. Yeah. It's right. even. Wow. Well, if you just multiply it by 10. I feel like we're in the Olympics okay. of I'll, recording. Of podcasting. <laughs> yeah, just hide it. I don't know uh, that it's like, ever there. Before you go on, Chris, though, yeah. I wanted to give a shout. I can't remember if I gave him a shout or not, but Justin Malarkey helped us out with the audio. So oh, that's why it's like that now. If you are... <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's me. Um but with the with the with the audio, it sounds so much better. I don't know if you've noticed, but it does. And Chris, what I was pointing out is how it's flat. It's absolutely oh, quiet. Right. There's uh, no there's like no hiss. wavelength there's at no, all. Yeah. yeah. So it which is awesome. So we all sound like Charlie Brown's teacher. Wah, 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 wah. Well, thank you, Justin Malarkey. And this has been Tech Time in Rome. <laughs> audio Tech Time. That's it. Uh, thanks, Malarkey. Um, what a week. Speaking of tech, hey, I, well, it's been listen. two weeks. What a two it's been weeks. been three for you. What a... <laughs> Almost a month. Hey, guys, I'm back. <laughs> um, I don't know if you guys know this. I am a Tesla owner. Mm-hmm. What? And um, Again. I own a pool. Yesterday, for the first time in a long time, I became a Tesla Driver. Hey, after almost that? as long as it's been since you've been here on the podcast, since, you, <laughs> since, you, since you've owned the, the Tesla. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad. Well, I'm, gl- I'm really glad you have that. Back. Oh my! Gosh. I heard the whoa, 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 last <laughs> night, and I'm like, oh, "Is it back? Is it back? Did he get it?" <laughs> yeah. Doc hey, Brown feel, pulled into the driver. I feel like yeah. it looks sleeker now. Like I, I feel like it looks better. Well, I will say that they um, 
they did the, they detailed Upgraded it. the paint job external and internal like it new is, wrap Ooh. it is nice yeah well, that's after, nice that they did the internal after three detail. months no I mean, more kids in right it, though yeah it got a little dusty after three and a half no months. more spilling coffee drinks in there <laughs> no gosh. more getting hit that is the That'll one that ruin counts. that detail job yeah that is <laughs> from, the one from teenage girls who are not texting <laughs> such a such a I'm glad you have an back, experience, buddy. but yeah, I mean, and and we're going through these things right now that have been really up and down for the past several months, and every once in a while, in the past six weeks, let's say, there have been things that have happened that have made it feel a little more like, oh, maybe we're settling back mm-hmm. into normal. One of the big ones. It sounds so. I don't know. To my wife, it sounds ridiculous, but to me, it was huge. We got a new shed. Oh, right, man. Oh, yeah. like it was on back order for yeah. the longest time, longer than we were missing our car. I love a shed, and <laughs> no shed, love a good yeah. shed. They want to get on on it though. We our back porch was a disgusting mess after the tree took our shed out last August. Oh, so and it, housing it, yeah, okay. And I thought yeah. last August I was like, oh, you know, but September, one October, winter, I'll get what? Not even like I thought I was oh, going to get it, and no. then fall you turned into winter. It. I didn't order it, oh. but I was shopping for it oh, okay. constantly because mm. I, when we got our cement slab, I got it a specific size. It's ten by eight. I couldn't go. I mean, I could go smaller than that. I didn't want to go smaller than that, but I definitely couldn't go bigger than that. So I needed something that was ten by eight. Mm-hmm. Finally, finally, something came around. A couple months ago, and I snatched it up. They had one in stock, so yay! That was one thing. And now, cars back. Ah, everything feels just a little more normal now. Mm-hmm. I don't want to like jinx myself, but knock on wood. Yeah, Jay's knocking on the hunter desk. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm feeling I'm feeling really good right now. Amy and I have you know, it's good health news and 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 just. Everything's a little bit calm right now, so mm-hmm. trying to enjoy this little moment, you know. Yeah, heck yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, um, we. So, oh man, I'm tired. I know that's been my uh, my go to for the past several weeks, but I am tired. But I'm tired about. I'm tired of all the appointments that I've been to. So I've been to. Oh yeah. Physical Probably therapy appointments, which is working. My knee's feeling better, which is nice. Um. I went and had an EMG done today to figure out what is blocking the circulation uh, down to my hand. What's an EMG? Electromagnetic. Gigaphone. They just told me that's what it was. Cool. Um, and so it, wait, it, yeah, it did what? It was trying to figure out. You were it's trying, trying to figure, to figure out, out in my arm what's where it's cutting off circulation into my hand because, like, mm-hmm. whenever. Like when, specifically whenever I'm like drumming. Oh, that's right. Or if I'm like doing yard hand. work and I'm yeah. like have a grip on there for a long time, it gets numb. So I do have a little bit of carpal tunnel. Um, Electromyography. Thank you. Ah. Um, and it was it was quite the procedure. Um, Probably delivering done. water all those years. Well, <laughs> that definitely didn't help it. No. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, drumming, disc golfing, you know, you know all different things that we do and just life in general. But and that's so just that's a, one that, of your ailments. That's exacerbating mm-hmm. it? That's not, those things are exacerbating it. It's not like you're mocking him. Well, no, then, I, just, <laughs> I feel bad. That's just one of the things that's wrong. Because well, well, then there's my elbow that I ha- I do have tendonitis, mm-hmm. which is also... I, I, I feel like the tendonitis is accentuating. Is mm-hmm. that the right word? 
that the exacerbating t- sure the the carpal tunnel it's making it worse mm-hmm. but i still need to go get an mri done which you gotta i gotta be tired of me tired i'm of just so tired of going to appointments and like getting behind on work and then ca- you know catching up and then you know this and that it's just just annoying you walked into um rehearsal last night yeah and i apologize <laughs> I was like, man, you do not look good. Yeah, I do. But yeah, I guess it's like look- it's just like my 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 back, my upper left back, like locked up. Yeah, you yeah. look stiff and sore, and mm-hmm. like you just you got so much going on, I limping, and like, oh my gosh, dude, yeah. you're, hey, I, I just feel for you right now. Who gave yeah. you the good compliment that you shared with me today? Uh the uh, I guess he was a neurologist because I was at Premier Neurology. I think that's the name of the place. It was a neurology place owned by Premier. Uh sure, and. uh so they're doing so they do the test and the the woman the the, the did the first part does um it's like a electric shock like a tens machine kind of thing mm-hmm. but it's just like real sharp like it's not like mm. they, they gradually do it they just like zap it and then your fingers twitch because you know your left different. foot's moving they're <laughs> like well, that's weird <laughs> yeah, yeah something's not connected right uh, and then the neurologist comes in and then he does this thing where he puts like a acupuncture needle <laughs> in different parts of your arm and then he has you flex. And um, and it's hooked up to this machine, and it makes a noise. So when your muscle is flexed, it makes a noise. And I think he's watching like some kind of wavelength on his monitor to see if there's any like disruption in that noise. That's mm-hmm. how I would do it, right? <laughs> and uh, but he's like he's starting up at the shoulder and working his way down. Did and, it hurt when he put it in or no? No, I mean it's just like it's just a small needle, and uh, he. Uh, you know, he puts it in, flex, and then he moves it around and um, working his working his way down uh, my arm. And he uh, he's like, "Man, is this hurt?" And I was like, "No." And he's like, "You have a high pain tolerance, you know." And then he's like, "Back on my bicep." Just like, if you met my wife, <laughs> hey Yeah. And then he's back on <laughs> working. Uh, he put it in my tricep, and he's like, "Man, strength is not your problem. You got a tricep like a brick." And I was like, "All right." I feel you. Thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> Made me feel good. I was like, oh, okay, all right. He's like, no, we have to amputate. And then he did say, he was like, if there's one place it's gonna hurt, and it's right, it's right here, and it's in like the flesh part of your Aww. thumb at the bottom of your Aww. thumb. He put it in. And I was like, yeah, that, that was uncomfortable. And uh, and then he started moving around there, and it was fine. But yeah, I guess I have a high tolerance for pain, which makes me wonder, like, if somebody had this, like, whatever is going on right now, would they be like just in bed? You know, well, I don't know. Well, I've yeah. said that before, like with like uh-huh. with like you know, like I've had asthma off and on my whole life, and it's like, you know, Rachel freaks out when she can't breathe out of both nostrils, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I haven't breathed out of both nostrils <laughs> in my entire life, you know, and like sometimes I get a headache, and I'm like, Lex would be like, this is the best day my head has <laughs> yeah. ever felt. Yeah, like, to a degree, things are relative. Yeah. So, yeah, but it's 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 right now. It's it's the. The pain is an annoyance that kind of heightens everything. You know, it fills mm. up your cup, and then you just kind of yep. like everything puts you like everything else makes yeah. Yep. Like Maggie's like you know when she's being frustrating, it's more, you know, and uh, and just running run around. <laughs> That's the most painful head. thing of, of of your life right now. <laughs> it's, yes. almost, it's almost like your cup gets full. It's almost like your cup gets full, and uh, yeah, it's it's just very frustrating. Not that not that you don't like your daughter Maggie. No, it's when I when she does. Annoying things. It's real annoying. When I when I <laughs> when I was over here that one Sunday a couple weeks ago, and she was like after all the birthdays and everything, and she was just laying on. And she's like, "I'm not, I don't want to take a bath." Remember that? 
dude. That's every every time. Wow, <laughs> it kind of runs runs uh, runs together. I thought you said runs in the family. I was like, <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> so for me, it has been a constant evolution of sort of where I am right now. And like as far as emotionally and schedule wise, you know, we're we're certainly in we're back into the swing of it. You know, we've been talking about, oh, it'll be good to get back into the swing of it. And it started with like last February when I was at the Young Life Regional Conference. And I was I'm the committee chair for Young Life East Hills. And I was in with all the other committee chairs. And I was just being inspired by a lot of these people and the different things they do for their ministry and supporting the staff and outreach events and fundraising. And I was getting motivated. Then I was like, yeah, these people have jobs and they're Young Life committee chairs. I have a job. I'm a pastor. I'm a Young Life committee chair. I am head coach for two sports teams. I announce for two others. I help run this podcast. I built, designed, and uh, maintain a disc golf course. And there's something else in there I've completely forgotten. And I was like, I'm a little thin. Stress a little thin. <laughs> yeah. And what I've realized lately as we've had some drama that you guys are more than aware of with the volleyball and just different parents, and not even all of it involving me, but I'm the head coach, so it still comes through me. It's like I spin a lot of plates, and that gives me life, and I'm able mm-hmm. to do that. But it's when... You do it well. Thank you. And that's sort of how I'm created. Like, if you just told me to do one thing all day, I would be like, well, why don't I just, mm-hmm. you know, do something terrible? Great analogy. (laughs) (laughs) But when I start taking hits in one of those categories, oh, it's debilitating. And it 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 rocks the boat. Yeah. So we've we've had some frustrations lately with uh just some things with the coaching carousel and that's up that's uprooted a lot of other things. So that's been trying, but it's been it's been good to work through it. And my whole sermon series has been, you know. Why is this happening? Well, because God's allowed it. There's a purpose for you in it, but the enemy's trying to get you to do something in that process. And so, of course, I'm going to live it. It's not like God's like, well, he's got this down, Pat. I'm just going to go ahead and give him a pass. So it's been fun to exercise that, even in, you know, even in these last couple of days where there's been some drama. And, and that's become uh, your wise old sage per- uh, persona. I thought I've been talking about it too much, but since you brought it up, yes. Yeah. And I, I have uh, to ask, like, do you... You talk about being stretched thin, but also thriving on living these different things, you know, spinning all the plates. Do you have you gone through other times where you have felt so stretched? Um, no, I've never identified it as such. I mean, even when I was on Young Life staff, you know, that is a very entrepreneurial job because yeah. you're doing ministry, you're raising money, you're training staff or other staff. You're training volunteers, you're all these other things. And I remember in my training, they said, you're spinning a lot of plates. Don't, let, don't ever let the ministry plate crash, and don't ever let the fundraising plate crash. Hmm. So, I mean, there's been times in my life, but I've never identified it as such. But as, you know, Brian talks about the wise old sage, that I have been striving since vacation to just see things spiritually for what they are, and not just physically, and certainly not just emotionally. Recognizing the emotions, dealing with the emotions, but realizing the spiritual impact of things. And it's been a pretty good coping mechanism slash, not even coping mechanism, but mode of operations. And it has helped me in a lot of ways, which is pretty funny when you hear like, you know, well, I'm a pastor and I've decided I'm going to look at things spiritually. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good job good there, Jay. Job. Good one. Way to turn yeah. that on. <laughs> um, but it's, it's, 
it isn't easy, you know, and, and that's, I like to be the pastor that says the things that nobody else says, like, do you really read your Bible? Like, mm-hmm. of course you read your Bible. No, 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 no. Yeah. You really read your Bible. You know, or we need to really just ask God for direction every day. Well, of course I do. No, you don't. Yeah. You know, I like to say the things that we assume that we do. Yeah. And so to that end, boy, am I really filtering everything through that lens? Is this something that God wants me to do or is the enemy trying to get me to do something? It is so mm. easy. It, it, it's the air we breathe, and it, you just become so used to dealing with problems and stresses on one level, even if you profess to be doing, like seeing through the eyes of, of a you know different realm, different level spiritually. It, it, it's really hard to do that. Um, you know, I think like especially if you if you're young or a young believer everything's spiritual and you're going to, you know, take the world for Jesus. And then as you mature and get older, it does become a fight to, um, to continue to keep that perspective. Indeed it does. And I like the wise old sage because the, not going to be surprised when the enemy does what the enemy does. You go, of course. Yeah. Of course. You know, yeah. what, well, that's another story. But I asked one of my players today, I said, so we talked about a new lineup change and the girl said, I said, so what do you think? She goes, well, about what? I said, oh, about the Nord Stream pipeline bursting. Do you think, in fact, it was the United States or some provocateur trying to implicate the United States based on Biden's speech in January when he said, one way or the other, it's not going to happen? She just looked at me. I said, it's about your setting. (laughs) This is a high school student that asked you that? Wow. No, I said that to them. (laughs) And I said, no, about your setting. And she was like, oh, I don't know. And she said, tell me more about international politics. <laughs> <laughs> it's not time yet, young grasshopper. She said, Jay, you seem like a wise old sage. <laughs> nice. She said, who's Biden? <laughs> and why is Nordstrom's closing? <laughs> um, so last week was Abby's birthday. And like we do in the, her house, we kind of have a birthday week. And so we did... Several things last week, and it, they were fun, and Abby felt very honored and appreciated. And um, Saturday, no, Sunday, we ended up going to the Renaissance Festival. It was the last day of that. It started in August. Yeah, I didn't hear about that. Didn't hear about the... I know. You said you were going. I didn't hear how to go. Yeah, it was great. We drove out in pouring rain, and <laughs> and, and I looked at, I thought it was supposed to be nice all weekend, and I was like, well, we'll go Sunday. Either day looks like, you know, I was looking earlier in the week. Either day looks like it was going to be pretty nice. And um, yeah, we drove out pouring rain, but when we got out there, it, it had stopped. It, I mean, it, off and on for about five minutes while we were there, it, it continued to rain. And then after that, the sun came out and it was beautiful. It was a nice afternoon. That's nice. the best because it's probably less crowded. It was way yeah. well. It was also the last day. But I got to give I got to give all the participants there like all the you know they they have all different kinds of stuff going on, all different acts. Like there was a music act with bagpipes, but drum like drums and and it was really really cool. Um, they have a jousting thing with like real horses, real jousting. So there's a that lot cool. of different things going on. And the energy level and all those performers and everything was still right up there. Like last day, day, run to the tape. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it was. It was they really great. Did. I, I really appreciate it because they only do it one month out of the year, right? Yeah, it's yeah. It, they, it's like mid August until like you know, they, and they they do it every weekend plus Labor Day. So okay. yeah, it's about a month, maybe like five well, weeks. Yeah, unless they travel, I don't know. They could travel to different ones at different times to you know yes. participate. But no way of knowing. Un- no. Unknowable. But it's cool because you go out and it's, I don't know what else they do for the rest of the year. Like, what do they do with that place for the, I mean, you. Oh, yeah. It's no, it's very, um, 
there are permanent structures there. There are permanent right. structures yeah. there. Like you can't like it's that Where it is, is what it, it is. Uh, West uh, Newton. Yeah, West Newton area. Yeah, down they basically built it in this like little valley off of these fields, these farm fields. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know if they purchased it from you know, obviously they did purchase it from somebody at some point, but they've built real like not full stone castle walls but it's pretty it's permanent pretty, enough pretty legit, wooden yeah. structures that it looks real like where all know? the shops are there's like yeah. different you know that's sh- crazy indoor shops like, do they do like halloween stuff like hay rides and stuff like like i don't know you think they would do something, there's something with that land yeah yeah because yeah. it's perfect for that well it's really cool because when we first got there i was uh lex and abby were shopping like looking at dresses and ethan and i were we we did that for about a minute and we're like, all right, let's go do something else. Throw and an axe, throw a yeah. knife. But we were we were standing That's the out fun stuff. We were standing out there and it, it was raining a little bit on us. And I was like, Can you imagine living like this? Like it, the, being back in that time or any other time in history besides our past, you know. Wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to either. Um, <laughs> but just visit it for a little bit. Sure. Like, like that's why that's people camp- love to do this like sort of thing. Half camping. an hour. Yeah, I like camping. Maybe. I like to I like to come back here. But all the years sorry. Good. I don't know. It's simpler times. Sure. You're dead at 30. You're dead at 20. Yeah. Just go like, see been, Jesus earlier. I'd have been dead three times <laughs> in my life. But I mean, I, yeah. Less I, paperwork. I feel like if I was meant to be in that time, I'd be fine. Yeah. Well, sure. It's not like they were superhuman. Well, right. That's one of the things Ethan and I talked about. I was like, what would you have been? Um, and I don't remember what he said. Um, a young, like a young, lad, young, young lad warrior. Uh, he he's like you'd have, you'd have been a bartender. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, hey, oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that makes sense. <laughs> Ethan is so uh, gloriously nerdy. Yeah, I, in in his way, I love it. He came up to me the other day and said, "Hey, you Lord of the Rings fan?" Oh yeah, and yeah. I was like, "Well, yeah, yeah." As a matter of fact, I am. He's like, "Hey, I bought Sting." <laughs> like, in, in you know anybody else like. The musician? Like, what are you talking about? But no, Sting is a sword from Lord of the Rings. Yeah. His nickname is Sting. So he brought a, he bought a replica that day. Well, it's funny you should bring that up because okay. that's where I was going to end my, nice. my my story here because we had a great time, especially Ethan and I, for ninety nine percent of this um, this time that we were out there. We were only out there for like two hours, and at, you know we all wanted to go, but Abby especially it was her birthday. But then after like an hour and a half, she was like, "I'm done." Yeah, <laughs> we're like nice. all right. That's okay. Um, but yeah, we did axe throwing. We did. We we. I ate the turkey leg. You know, we yeah. did all that stuff. And then as we were as we were heading out, um, well, as we were there, I was talking to Ethan because last year we spent so much money there. And I I told yep. the kids as we were like walking in, I was like, "You guys have a seventy five dollar cap on something to buy, and I'll mat like I'll match you halfway. You have to yeah. pay for the other, you know, half of it. So you know." But up to seventy five bucks. That's that's pretty, still pretty gracious. Wait, they're, there. they're putting in thirty seven fifty. You're mm-hmm. putting in. Th- okay, I thought it was maybe seventy five. Well, I I said I'll put in thirty five, and and I said Ethan, you put in forties, and then he tried to negotiate and flip it around. And you're like twenty five. I was like, no, <laughs> I was like, this isn't a democracy. This is a. Uh, and to be fair, they do have like nice items. Like, they do. They have like they good, have very nice good yes. leather things that are like legit right. handmade like, and stuff. yeah, like legit um, artisans and blacksmiths mm-hmm. and yeah. Well, and we and so we ended at the forge, which mm-hmm. has knives and swords, and we were. Um, Ethan comes up to me and uh, he was like, "Hear me out. I want to. I want to get a sword, but it's a hundred bucks." I was like seventy five. I was like, we talked about seventy five bucks, bud. Um, he was like, uh. Uh-huh. 
And like he started to shut down a little bit. Mm. He started to just go into kind of I call it robot mode. And uh, and I was like, do you do you really? Because he has a multitude of swords. There's a lot. And I said, do you really want to spend that much money on another sword? And he was like, it's fine. Let's just go then. Oh mm. gosh, you hate to and say fight harder. Uh, no, I, I said, are we really? Do you really want to end this like this? And he's like, it's fine, whatever. Ugh, and okay. so I, I just walked away from him. Oh, I was like, dude, if, if man, because it's I, like taking the kid to the you know the zoo or the circus, and you spend two hundred dollars, and then they're like, can I get cotton candy? You're like, no, and they're throwing a fit the whole way. Ocean home, City right? on the Ferris wheel. Uh, uh, are, we we gonna do, are we going to do the water slide? Get to do the water slide. So <laughs> it was that it was that thing. Like, and I was so disappointed because we were having such. A, he and I were having such a good time. Yeah, we were talking about like, One hey, if the apocalypse happened or the grid went down, and we were here. Like, would we take over the village? Like, we started talking about, like, you know, like, what would happen? In <laughs> Not that without that sword. And, and, he already, <laughs> and he already knew the rules of the already day. Knew. We already talked about knew. it multiple times. <sighs> so I felt extremely disrespected. Oh, baby. Did not respect oh, the family rules. But you have to close the story. It's the long game, though. He's saving up all these got swords. The sword. I walked off, and the next thing I know, they were. I saw. <laughs> he walked by you whistling. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. With the sword. Well, next thing I know, it's just the shopkeeper's chasing Ethan. <laughs> You're like, That's Ethan my turns boy. around and stabs him with sting. <laughs> but no, we quickly. We we unfortunately ended with he and I not talking the whole entire ride home, because oh, no. I was just, I was no. so hot. Oh, sure, I was so upset. I'd be, uh, yeah, and, and like at the same time, like. I I have the adult side of me, like, be the bigger adult, be the peacemaker. And I was like, no, F that. <laughs> um, and eventually we made up. But, you know, at, at the end of the day, and eventually, because eventually I went down. I mean, we're talking like 8 o'clock at night at this point. I went downstairs. I was like, hey, so can I see your sword? Because I hadn't even looked at it. I didn't want I didn't want to look at it. Well, how did he get it? He bought it. He, he ended up buying it. With like, his money. With his money and Lex, I guess, giving tacit assent, you know, like... I don't know. I didn't even think about it. I didn't even ask. I like at that point. Now, I was he's, just, going, I, now he's going home hot. <laughs> uh, he's, yeah, he's going home hot again where, from here. Yeah. Where did he get the money? No, I'm good. He burst into Ethan. I got to talk That's to my you. sword. That's my sword now. <laughs> it's fine. Whatever. You got to get your respect back. Yeah. That's right. What are we talking about tonight? Respect. Huh. <laughs> that's good. That's lucky. Wow, what a coincidence. <laughs> Brian manufactured that whole story I just did. so he would get Halfway through it, I was like, wait a second. This could tie in really well. Well, we have been going over each of the top 10 emotional needs, one by one, taking a deep dive. And each week we get here and we go, I don't know how we're going to fill a half hour to 45 minutes on an emotional need. And then we go 45 minutes to an hour. I don't think there's a person in the room that thinks this is going to be difficult to do. It is, to me, the number one most spoken about uh, emotional need alongside attention. I'm glad we finally got to an important one. I will say... you know, out of the um, <laughs> hundred plus people we've had take the questionnaire, respect is oftentimes pretty high on the list. It's just not. It is thrown by the wayside. Wait, you said the most <laughs> talked about because comfort is the most we needed. talk about. I'm saying in the world, uh-huh. if you hear somebody say, you know, I just don't get enough acceptance. I don't feel like I'm loved enough. Oh, I don't get when no I respect. make mistakes. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. It's all about C-T. don't right. you don't you disrespect. Actually, we don't hear a lot about respect. We hear a lot about dis- right. disrespect. Respect. But it's definitely one that is um, widely recognized. Like people get it. And it's not going to take long to define it. Yeah. 
Um, so what we do is it really helps us understand it. If you have a high need for it, it'll help you understand yourself. If you have a loved one with a high need for respect, this will help you understand them and love them better and really improve your relationship. Obviously, you probably have a boss who's got some modicum, mm. uh, some amount of a need for respect. This will help you be a better employee. This will help you love your children better. So this is really, I think, a, a great episode for that. And we begin with a simple definition that it is valuing and regarding one another highly, treating one another as important. It's so funny, even as I read that, treating one another as important. To me, it's almost like not really seeing them as important, <laughs> but treating them like they're important. Honoring That's funny. one another. Yeah. How do we feel about that, boys? Make sense? What would you add? What would you take away? Yeah, I would say for me part of the definition would be knowing that you see me as a human being and not an object, not a ends to your means. It's actually seeing me for who I am. And yeah. Well, so to a degree, it's almost, you're even saying this is nice value and regarding one another, highly treating one another as important, honoring one another. You're saying, or at least just considering me to be a human. Yes. Because yeah. you, how, how, I mean, especially now with social media and, and the comments, we, we just aren't treating each other even as humans anymore. We're just objects. We're just, um, you know, a construct. And so for me, when I, when I feel like somebody's truly looking at me as, as valued, like that, that's, that's so important to me. Right. But even again, that's bonus. You're saying, because you think about it, people are treated as sexual objects. Yeah. People are treated as pawns in games. Mm -hmm. People are treated as um, ways to make money. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, you're, you're nothing more than a marketing item, mm -hmm. you know, commodity. for a lot of commodity for a lot of people. Right. So you're saying that the bar is lowered for the lack of respect that is in our world today in your mind. I would say so. I think it's a great definition. And yeah. I think it, it speaks to, and I know we're going to talk more about this later, but like to Brian's, the impact that respect has on you, Brian, like when it's not there, mm -hmm. it is for you, it's a dehumanizing feeling. Yeah. Well, and I think like you said uh, just a second ago, I do think that part, like we're always like, oh, things have changed and our society is coming apart. And, and if you just take a step back two generations, a lot of things worked a little bit better because people did still have some semblance of respect a for each other as human beings. For for life in general. Right. And as human beings. Correct. At least a handshake meant something. Right. Your word was your bond. Yeah. Now everything's just a throw. Everything just seems to be a th cheap throwaway. Almost sounds like we're old curmudgeons. Yeah, but it's <laughs> true. But we're not wrong. We're not we're wrong. Not wrong. <laughs> so this is gonna be a deep dive here into number two. Who wants to take it? I'll take it. <laughs> What causes it? Ooh. A, having it met cons constantly as a child, or B, not having it met as a child. Where have I heard that before? Who? Every single other emotional <laughs> need. Every dadgum emotional need. But it still blows my mind every time. But it's true. It is. If your parents <clears throat> crapped all over you and said you were a worthless piece of crap, guess what? You might have a real high mm -hmm. need for, for security. Well, probably that too. But for respect. <laughs> but if they, you may not. It's just, it's wherever and however you were raised, mm. that is, this is what grew out of it. So how is it different than belonging? So belonging is being loved, being valued because of the role you play in somebody's life. So if I say, hey, that's my wife, that's Mrs. Mitlow. And because you are my wife, you are 
loved by me. You are honored by me. And I value you because you're my wife. So it's the role that you play in somebody else's life. That's why they love you. With respect, it's because, as Brian said, because you're human and you deserve the base level respect. You didn't earn it because of bloodline Mm -hmm. or friendship or grouping or anything else. And one guy that I was teaching this to in a pre-marriage teaching, I believe, said, the difference is easy for me. And I've shared this before on the podcast, but not everybody's listened to every one of our podcasts. Wait, the difference between belonging and respect? Uh Okay. He said, oh, I, I knew what it meant to be, let's say his name was Miller. I knew that I had a, I, my need for belonging was met. We were Millers. We were important. We were achievers. He said, but I did not have my need for respect mm-hmm. met in our family because if I got a B, we would get put on the uh, refrigerator and I was told Millers don't get Bs. Mm-hmm. And I was ridiculed and punished for the entire time until I got another grade. So there, I think, is a good deal of difference between yeah. the two. Yeah. And as we move forward, we like to say, okay, well, how can you meet somebody's need for respect? Okay, you got that person who always needs respect. And we made a big long list, but we start yeah, this off is a long list. with some well, we start off with some generalities. Uh yeah, so most often it is enough to simply not disrespect. I think in our world today, Dist. the lack of disrespect is respect. There's so many people yeah. being disrespected out there. You just simply, you know, let somebody into traffic who should be led into traffic. Right. You're actually not doing anything. Right. But following simple, mm-hmm. you know, mores, right. customs. Etiquette. Then all of a sudden they're like, oh, <laughs> right. Like yeah. right nowadays, that is something. Yeah. That is something. And, I, right. and, and, and the flip side is when you do that, you go out of your way to let somebody and they don't even acknowledge you. And then I take a and picture of you your feet. And you feel disrespected. Right. <laughs> yeah. But um, I read that just a little bit differently in the sense that I feel like, because I do have a high need for respect, but I generally am okay with it not being so visible, maybe, a lot of the time, as long as I'm not being disrespected, mm. which, I mean, falls into the same categories as you were talking about, but, but like, you know what I'm saying? Well, I'm trying not to disrespect you, but I really don't understand what you're saying. Like... I'm thinking, like, okay, at work. Like, I can have interactions with people where there's no... I mean, there's no respect or disrespect happening so is that meeting your need for respect that's what i'm saying well, when you're well, I'm but saying when, it's well, not when, taking it's, anything it's contrasted when it's you're when taking. you're disrespected yeah that's when it becomes very apparent how yes. big your need for respect is yes but when it's when it's neutral or when even if somebody is respecting you it might feel a little good but it doesn't make the impact on you yeah that the disrespect would or make i'm not feeling you. a lack of respect simply because people aren't verbally respecting me or outwardly like showing me the, you know, these, they're not heaping positive respect on you yeah, and you're okay with that. But when it's compared to compared to when you're disrespected, yeah. you instantly know it's, you know, I really, I it's really, a little confusing. I, I, I appreciate really it. Chris is saying. Well, but my, yeah, my point is we're saying, how do you meet? How can we meet somebody's need for respect? And the point in number one is, yeah, you to don't not disrespect. disrespect them, and you're saying that's what? exactly what I'm. That's exactly what I'm saying. But you said you read it differently. Well, as opposed to like 
just well you know what it is okay because i heard your traffic analogy and i'm like well that's not exactly but i guess it does sort of fall on the, the lines of like you said it's just somebody doing what they're supposed to do it's sort of so as long as you don't in, disrespect me i'm assuming yeah. you're respecting me mm. right 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 oh it is the same there we go <laughs> man hey i respect that we got through that we might edit that out on the uh, evergreen <laughs> one might also look at it quite simply in saying the golden rule. I, I do a little song with kids uh, at the beginning of the school year. I'd be disappointed if you didn't sing oh, it. Oh, yeah. Here we are back at school. Always remember the golden rule. Mm-hmm. And then we have a little conversation. We play it on instruments and we have a good time. Right. I like it. I like it too. What is the golden rule? Yeah, in case you don't know, it's do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And um, at our school, we and it's it's nice because it fo- we follow the three T's at oh, our yeah. school. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's take care of yourself, take care of others, and take care of property. Those take, are the take, three take. T's that we live by. Why isn't in it our... the three takes? <laughs> it's, that's too complicated. But this falls very nicely into that, especially obviously taking care of others. But you're also thinking about how would I want to be treated? So it's taking care of yourself through all that. And that's, that's you how think we of the number of people who don't do that. Oh, yeah. Who treat others far worse. Oh, yeah. I mean, I go back to my coaching thing. A parent came up to me last night. And we, you know, we, I sort of referenced it. Like, if I would approach her the way she approached me, mm-hmm. it would have been Armageddon. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would have been, oh, gosh. Mm-hmm. We don't do that. Yeah. Not enough people do that. Well, what are some tangible ways? That oh, we, we got a meet? list. Yes, we do. We got a list. We got a list. Allowing someone to speak and have input. Isn't that crazy? It's so important. I actually, it's kind of the same thing that I wrote down here. Um, Actually, it's it. When I feel disrespected, it's because someone is talking over me or trying to finish my sentence. So, allowing somebody to speak and hear their input—that's very important to me. That is very respectful, right? And these are mirror items. You know, this is how you meet somebody's need. Mm -hmm. Conversely, if you don't do it, well, it's taken. Yeah, and your and your thoughts have value, and that's. Right, that's where that respect right. comes from. Yeah. Again, you so see, therefore you must. You're seeing right. me as a human. You're valuing what I'm saying. You're not just running over me with all your crap. To simply give somebody proper space, whether it be personal space, space in lines, traffic, whatever. So this else. is physic. This is physical. Physically space. speaking, yeah. well, but also to a degree. Well, if number one, yeah, to a degree, is conversational space. Right. This would be physical space. Mm-hmm. I like that because it's like I, I, I have felt that before. Like, why am I? Am I invisible? Like, right. why am I... When someone keeps bumping India? Yes. Oh, oh, oh. Or just... The worst. To the yeah, or, or, you know, you're cut in line, which <sighs> even as adults, it happens, like, because people aren't always paying attention or whatever, and I'm like, what is happening right now? In a few weeks, we're going to talk about, like, going into how we personally can identify how a need gets met, because I do have a high need for respect, but it doesn't apply to traffic. Like, I'm so chill. Like, as long as you don't make me put my brakes on, we're cool as far as cutting out in front of me, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. But coming out of the high school, there is a turning lane on the Frankstown mm-hmm. Road. And number one, this has nothing to do with respect, drives me insane when somebody doesn't use the turning lane. Mm-hmm. So they just keep their left blinker on for mm-hmm. an hour, an hour and a half. But when we'll get into the turning lane in a car, now mind you, it's a red light. And a car will speed up mm. and hurry up and get behind so the car in front of them. In. So I can't get over Oh, gosh. Yeah. Straight I, to 10. But it, it doesn't. Oh, it's for ju- me, it does. Like, I'm cool with it, 
but yet I still have to make a point. And the other day, this lady did it. And so I pulled up so that I was just into her visible line. And I said to Bella, look at my face. Am I expressing just enough condescending disdain? <laughs> I said, I don't want to appear aggressive because I'm literally looking like she might pull a gun. Okay, well, there's nobody behind me. I can back up. I'm doing all the math. But I'm just staring at her like, just with this condescending disdain look on her face. And she looked for like half of I like, you got 10 feet. Uh-huh. You got 10 feet in front of me. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. You're going to be just fine. But it didn't really bother me. Oh, frustrating. Indeed. Not overbearing someone with your views, input, words, loud talking. Mm. Now that's also almost a double negative. But you can meet their needs right. by, it's sort of like back to number one, but not, but not overbearing the situation. Again, letting giving, it breathe. Giving space. Letting it breathe yes. a little. Mm, seeking the advice or counsel of someone. Yeah. Think about that. Somebody comes up to you. Hey, yeah. what, what do you think about this? I and, love when somebody asks huge. me a question and like, yeah. And we all have those people that like, you're like, nobody ever goes to them. Yeah. Because mm. nobody respects them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, I think I can. And work. then if somebody does go to them, I don't, maybe respect <laughs> Now you the don't person. even respect, <laughs> that, don't person. respect <laughs> that person. Like, Why don't you come to me? <laughs> But I think that's something I could do more often. I don't do it a lot. What's that? Go to somebody and say, hey, you know, what do you think about this? You, you personally go to somebody else. I don't think I do it enough. Huh. Uh, at least on purpose. Like, hmm. it doesn't hurt you. I mean, all these things, meeting people's emotional needs, cost us next to nothing, mm-hmm. and yet makes people's days. Mm-hmm. And so why I wouldn't go to your father and say, what do you think we ought to do about this? Mm-hmm. You know, because I already know what I want to do about this. Right. Now, of course, if I ask him, then he tells me, and then I go, yeah, we're not going to do that. (laughs) So there is that. Yeah. (laughs) Giving one credit for what they have accomplished. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't that be appreciation? It depends. You appreciate what somebody does for you. Mm -hmm. But if I say, you know what? You two, you're self-made men. I think that's incredible. How you guys have, mm. you didn't do the college route. You didn't do the typical thing. You have just grinded away and you guys are successful. You make a good living and you provide for your family, for your families. Respect. Right. Mm. Yeah. Um, Cause it's not, it's not benefiting you. Not at all. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm not appreciating. Mean, I, yeah. I respect you by appreciating what you've accomplished, mm-hmm. but yeah. the need is respect because right. you walk away going, I am a self-made man. He gets it. And you feel respected. Yeah. If I go, wow, you guys didn't even go to college, and yet somehow you've scraped together a career. Uh, that's yeah. disrespected. See? Yeah. yeah, right. Speaking of another's accomplishments, not in their presence. Mm. Ooh, but word of it has to get back to you then, right? You'd hope so. Okay. Or else why are you saying yeah. it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't tell Eric this, but I think he's a great guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that makes sense. You hear... Oh, someone, you know, someone was telling me about the thing that you, you know, accomplished Boom, or whatever. Yeah, like, You're like really, right, that is right. awesome. Okay. That's what I'm talking about. Standing up for another when they are present or not present. Mm-hmm. I think that shows great respect. You, respect. Got, you got somebody's back, whether they're there yeah. or not. That's integrity. That is, yeah, that's a, that's a big one. They believe in you. They believe in you enough to say, no, nah, you know what? That's not the Brian that I know or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Funny you chose Brian in that regard. But you're like, oh, that's not the Brian I know. Like, of all the people that could be sp- someone speaking bad of them, why did you pick Brian? Because he was the last one talking. So Makes I sense to me. But I think even if you're wrong, like, that's if, not say the if, J if I Brian's know. wrong, <laughs> but I'm going to stick up for him because that's my guy. 
Oh, like I see even what you're that. Saying. No, I'm saying that's even better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, but it's also good. Or hey, that's my guy, and he's yeah. right. You better shut up. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. good respect both ways. I'm just yeah. banging your outline right. today. Hmm. <laughs> um, keeping confidential things confidential. That's it, it. That's such a respectful thing because you're putting your trust into that other human being with something that is that probably a little bit vulnerable to you. And so you, you know that they're respecting that vulnerability and that you gave them that responsibility. And if they handle it well, that's respect. respect. There is uh, yeah, I don't know if you guys know this, but on social media, a lot of people like to post like uh, little words of inspiration. What? what? Yeah. And I saw one the other day, the person that gossips to you gossips about you. Mm. And I'm like, oh, of course, but that's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Mm. Don't be that person. Keep your word. Word is your bond. Makes sense. Uh, give honest feedback and criticism. Jay's the master of this. Whoa. But, uh, it's like, it ain't me. obviously, <laughs> there, there can be times where criticism can be taken very negatively, right? But if you are... We, we've spoken so many times of open, honest, and vulnerable communication. And when you are a person where that someone knows carries themselves that way with open and honest communication, then when they speak to you, even if there is some criticism in there, I feel like it's there's just a level of respect that they're caring about you, that they're talking to you, that they're... And I, yeah. I think that one also speaks to knowing you. So again, it, it goes back to the, the knowing you as more than an object or whatever. They are confident enough um, or... And I guess I guess I'm thinking like I, I just had the 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 um, the phrase I respect this person's opinion I respect your opinion, you know, and that that does speak to I respect your opinion because you've proven yourself over a period of time in my life. So maybe that's a little bit different than giving honest feedback and criticism. Um, well, if you think about it, if I don't tell you the truth, if one doesn't tell somebody else the truth, I don't respect you enough that you can handle it. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to lie to you. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be honest with your feedback. You know, not that this is the coaching episode, but I tell players all the time, don't get upset when I coach you. Be upset when I stop coaching you. Mm. When I just realize mm. you're not going to get any better. We've been there a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I respect you enough to tell you the truth. Now, I'm also going to respect you enough by not stepping all over your emotions in the process. Mm. Yeah, mm. right. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's a very underrated one that can also be misused. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, right. hey, I'm just trying to show you respect. You're an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, no, that didn't do it. Uh, responding in a timely fashion, invites, phone calls, yep. emails, etc. I, uh, I can be so guilty of disrespecting people in this way. Like I, I, I should say mostly in my past, but I, when that phone calls, man, when I see that sitting there, and I think of family and like how I am so I put off family phone calls all the time. Like I'm the worst at it. I'm the worst, and I just. When I and add, you mean no disrespect. Well, well, of course, I mean no disrespect. And I was going to bring up Ben I, because Ben will just completely forget. Like he'll just like he, oh yeah. We, we talked about this in the past. Uh, your son Ben, it, he just forgets. It's not a thing for him. He has mm-hmm. no, you know, no, no. It's just not in his wheelhouse. I think we talked, but about he that doesn't when he disrespect was on. you. You know, like right. He's it, not. He's not intentionally trying to disrespect you. But the result is, yes. you're still disrespecting. Yes. So when I see that and I think about how I am disrespecting 
like my mom or whoever, my sister, like when I, I don't return their call right away or something. Man, that is, that's mm-hmm. convicting right mm-hmm. there. But that's also a function of the emotional cup and our emotional health in totality. Because if you have not set up proper borders, which is here's what I'm telling you, you're allowed to do and not allowed to do. So if somebody texts you, and I know this isn't the case, 15 times a day, well, you're not disrespecting them. The problem isn't you're dis- disrespecting them by not returning it. The problem is you didn't set up a good border mm-hmm. saying, look, I can only answer one text a day. So I'm only ever going to respond to you once a day. You know, And then the boundary is yourself, which is, okay, I'm not going to respond, and that's okay. Some makes sense. There's more than just that. It's not like you're sure. a disrespectful person. There's other things going on in those relationships at times. Right. But then there's times you're being disrespectful. Right. If you're not going to return those. One mm-hmm. of my fair back to the Ben thing. You know, yeah, we do occasionally point out that you may be a little slow with the return of a text or a call. Mm-hmm. And the one day I forget we were in the church and you needed something. Oh, it was Good oh, Friday. And Ben was going home to get something. But and then you, you needed something else. And you kept calling him and you're like, he's not picking up his phone. And you, and you, I can't believe and, and everybody best, else in the room, their eyes are bleeding and they're just dying because you're just like, that is so disrespectful. <laughs> the best thing was then he oh called the house. God. He's like, nobody's answering at the house. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like this one. Show gratitude to not communicate entitlement. And I think that's such an interesting one where when I when I hear gratitude or when I give gratitude it it's a wonderful thing because it show it it does show such a level of respect. However, when there is no gratitude and it's like um you 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 just expected something from me. Entitlement. I went out of my way to do this thing for you or Whatever. I went out of my way to do this thing, and you just think that that's, that's just the way it should be. It's one of my favorite things is to thank people for not necessarily great things, and they go, really? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hey, I, I can see that. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, and again, it's appreciation, but I'm giving them respect by appreciating. And I think like this one comes... I, I think most people could relate to this one in the context of a family or a roommate scenario where, hey, I, uh, I cleaned the bathroom. Okay, so did you clean the bathroom? Did you take the time to clean the bathroom? Did you do the dishes? I did the dishes. You know, and, and that's... You think those dishes are... Like, like you say, Jay, uh, what, what's the... You the, left this for somebody else to do? Let me introduce you to somebody else. <laughs> Pointing <right>? at myself. <laughs> right. So to me, again, it speaks to a level of, okay, you see my... You see what I've done. You see me as a human being. You saw the effort that, that I put into this. And you're acknowledging that. That makes me feel great. When you don't, dang, man. Mm. You're just going to take that for granted? Mm, right. You didn't do it. Like, what it, are you, a servant or something? You know? Right. Like, man. I think another way that we can meet people's need for respect is to communicate the affirmation of another person. And simply just what that means basically is, you know what, Eric? You're a good dad. I respect the fact that you're a dad and you're a good dad. You know, Chris, you're a great friend. You're a good teacher. Brian, you know, you are an absolutely, you're a husband to be exemplified. Man, that's awesome. And you're like, oh, oh he respects me. Oh, how about that? Mm-hmm. So I think it's important to do that. Brian, you had some ideas. He's <laughs> um, <laughs> like, buckle up. Yeah. <laughs> and where that's are it you? for this week. And we're we're <laughs> Next week is Brian. Yeah, I was going to say, we're already at 50 minutes here. Um, accurately understanding or being understood when communicating an idea. When I know that you've heard me and that you can articulate back to me what I said, that really va- I, I really value that because 
it tells me that you've paid attention to me. And that we respected you enough to listen. Right, exactly. Um, number two, ask, or anytime someone shows even the slightest bit of depth and understanding me as a human, this, kind of t- this is what I talked about initially. People are so distracted, so surface, so guarded, but when someone breaks the surface even slightly in showing that they see me in a more meaningful way, that's very respectful to me. I like it. Yeah. And I, I jotted down some examples too of how how it's met for me. And again, we've yeah we've touched on them. So asking questions or listening when I speak. So like if someone comes to me like and and work came to mind. But if someone comes to me and says, "Hey, you know what? Are you?" I, I don't even have a great situation, but something where they have come to me to ask something. Oh, I'm like, okay. I feel very respected that they, you know, they could have gone to somebody else or they mm-hmm. could whatever, but they were like, you know what, I'm going to go ask Davidson because he he probably knows, right? Yeah. Or, um, yeah, I mean, just generally, listen, right? Like, listen when somebody is speaking to you. Um, when you are talked over, when I'll, I'll say I, when I am talked over or just, you know, my response is skipped over in a conversation uh, or whatever, and this ties in with something you yeah, were saying, that's Brian. What, that's what I put in my uh, examples of how it's stolen. Yeah. Oh, later on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, I, I, yeah, that that definitely would be a way of, of losing that respect. But then I would just – one different one, getting some compliments, like, really hits me. And it can be <laughs> – so, surface level – Go ahead, because I wonder if you're going to say what I think you're going to Surface say. Surface level, something physical, just feeling noticed. Like, I'm growing my beard back right now, right? And so when somebody says... Like my wife. Yeah, oh, Rachel loves the beard, right? So when she's when I'm growing it back in the fall, she's always like, oh, you're growing your beard back. She said it last night. Yeah, and her, her line is always, oh, you're going to be a real boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, she, can, she doesn't let it go too far. Yeah, which is lighthearted, <laughs> but that's fine. Like, for me, I'm, I still feel like, oh, right. like, I'm noticed. Like, that's a nice thing. And then beyond just a physical, obviously, if, if I'm getting a compliment for like, hey, you did a really great job. Like, oh, I love, like I had a kindergarten teacher the other day, because um, p- part of one of my duties this year is like dropping in and, and helping with kindergarten classes um, from time to time. And she said, you you should be a kindergarten teacher. You're really good with Aww. that. Like, that's just a nice little right affirmation of respect. Love it. Brian, I want you to start uh, take a look a little bit at your examples for how do we steal it because I think you're looking at when people take it from you, whereas stealing it is when you try to when your need isn't being met, mm-hmm. and so you go out to get your respect. Mm-hmm. See the difference? So I think these are more examples of how people take respect from you. Yeah, when we steal, like we're trying to steal it from somebody, and and you're saying you mine. Have, yeah, you you're having it. This is yeah. happening to you. Right, right, right. So do you want me to? Yes. Okay. Um, number one, when somebody steals my story and tries to one up me again, you're, you're, I don't respect your story or your story doesn't compare to what I'm going through. Well, like, are you going to validate me in my story? And if so, great. And then I want to hear your story too. That's awesome. And I will tell you, I will validate you in yours. So once again, they're not looking at you as a human, right? They're looking at you as a stepping stone to their story or a good Um, introduction. I'll let you finish. (laughs) Talking over me. You're telling me that you're more important than me, that your idea or opinion matters more than mine. Uh, number three, uh, C, trying to finish my sentence. You literally have no idea where I'm going with my thoughts. Not responding or belittling my response. For example, in a group chat I used to be on, every time I contributed to the conversation, I either got no direct response, the response was contradictory, or the subject was changed as if I wasn't even talking. Every time, it seemed. Changing the subject in particular steals that respect because it tells me that my line of thought isn't important or valid, even though it deems 
even to deem a response. That is, I mean, mm-hmm. that's such a brilliant way of saying how we have been disrespected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the, I... And then I, I've got one more. Oh, please go. When people are on devices, when they should be paying attention. Oh, yeah. Oh, it happened to me tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it's very annoying. It, it's, yeah. So the, anyways, I, I'm Yeah. Gonna, no, and I... I, I gr- agree. I grieve, the, you know, the one you said just before that with the group chat. I think that's yeah. happened to so many people... When I went to a different church that I wasn't the pastor of, I was I, I just I was the the thread killer. Like mm. somebody would post on Facebook and it'd be like fifteen comments, and then I would comment done. <laughs> like <laughs> they wouldn't reply, and nobody else would comment after. I started doing it just for fun. I yeah. was like, you know, it'd be like a happy birthday to a hundred year old lady, and I'd make sure I got in early, and then nobody after me. I, was like, <laughs> I don't even know what I had done. But hmm. I'm like, yeah, she's not getting that a old happy lady's birthday. like, man, nobody likes nobody me. cares. <laughs> uh, I thought we could take a second. Uh, if we wanted, and just look at in general, like ways that we're going to be talking about in the future. Hey, how can we meet this need? But how have we specifically, because I think it's different for different people, do we experience disrespect in our lives? I jotted some down for you guys. You know, Brian, this is obviously something you're passionate about. You've already given general examples. But if you guys want, you don't have to. But like for me, it's happened now pretty much in the last calendar year of coaching where three different parents have said, have come to me with a complaint and it depends like the one complaint was legitimate <laughs> my exact words to her were your concern is noted it is not shared and so no further discussion is necessary in this regard so mm-hmm. i mean okay it's a concern mm-hmm. I, I i don't share that concern mm-hmm. but then an, an two other parents have said to me i don't want my student my child to be punished because i approached you and in that, I take great disrespect. And I'm, mm. I'm pretty hard to disrespect because mm-hmm. I don't know why. It just doesn't, I don't, <laughs> maybe I don't always value other people's opinions enough. Mm. But I thought, you're telling me that I am going to be a bad coach and I'm going to take you're something out such on a your little child. Person, such a vindictive little when, person. And again, that comes back to the quote, you accuse me of what you are. Mm-hmm. You know, like, no, you're trying to give your kids special treatment. So you assume I'm going to give them negative treatment. Mm-hmm. But that's that's just one way where I like I really don't get offended. But that I'm like, really, you don't you think I'm that bad of a coach mm-hmm. that I'm going to take this out on your kid? Nah, mm-hmm. right? Do you, do you want to go or I can? Uh, well, I had a, I don't know if I know the word that you put usurping. Yeah, I don't even know what that means. Taking your power. Someone saying, oh, like oh, you're raising Maggie you. this way. Well, I think oh, you ought yeah. to do it this way. Oh yeah, that's that bo- that's bothersome to me. Because they're not respecting you as a parent. And also, I do share Brian's um, needing to be heard. Like, I don't need you to agree with me, but I need you to hear me out. Right. And hear least, my side of the story. Right. You know, we can walk away disagreeing. That's fine. Yeah. But I just want to make sure that you hear where I'm coming from and, and mm-hmm. my side of the story or the way I, the way I see it <clears throat> kind of thing. Yeah, it's funny you say that because I... And I, I don't have a high need for, for respect. Oh, you like, don't? It, it's okay. not like yeah, it's yeah. like a mid... You know, but it's not like one of my top right. three. Like mine's highly specific. Yeah. Mine is skyrocket high, man. It is like crazy. And I, so in, in this category, you know, how have we been disrespected? Um, I had a brutal junior high experience mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And even into high school, some very brutal moments where um, in middle school, it was teased. Butt of jokes, um, you know, picked on in a variety of ways, mostly by people who I would not have called my friends, right? But even within my friend group, 
it was like I was off in the butt of jokes, God. right? Like I was, and then in high school it wasn't the same, but there were still moments where I was like, "Man, you caught like we're supposed to be friends, and this is how you were treating me." Like it was, it was very painful. So, and it was like, oh, because I want to be clear on this, because like, well, we joke with you a lot. Oh yeah, and you're fine with it. No, yes. but this was. Oh, I don't think so. I think there's times we go too far. There are times. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. That's why I'm shaking my head this whole time. Like, right. hey, the old butt of the joke over here. Yeah. Ah, it goes back to junior high. Yeah. We are terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Chris, I'm I'm similar in that respect. I think that's one of the reasons that you and I are are, are higher on respect in that we are similar in that. Because I mean, my junior high was brutal. I've talked about it before mm-hmm. too. I don't like to be embarrassed anymore. Like yeah. if when I feel embarrassed. That ties in with my sense of respect, right? And I, I think that very much was formed, you know, during those times yes. where you're just being relentlessly bullied and and cut down. And and what's funny is if we get to know you, because it's not like we don't make fun of you, yeah, right. But because we trust treat you as a human being, mm-hmm. we get to know you and know where do you need respect, mm-hmm. where do you not need respect. Yeah, where's the line? Again, it right. comes back yeah. to that relationship. Yeah. That that I mean, learn, your, I mean learn, your nickname, big fat goalie. Yeah. You don't walk around. Oh, like, I love that. Exactly, and where is the badge right. of honor? Right, because that one doesn't bother you. Right, but we right. know other things would, mm-hmm, because right. we've treated you like a human being and we gotten to know you. Mm-hmm. Right. And I feel like, um, like a lot of my emotional needs go to guilt. This one goes to anger. Mm. Like, man, I get hot in half a second. Like, if it's a traffic thing, even like I am like straight mm-hmm. to disrespect, right? And I think a lot of people straight get to that disrespect. way, <laughs> but. <laughs> Straight to Jeff. <laughs> but, um, like, so easily. Even, like, and so this is where I was going to tie it into what Eric said, where you said, like, we could walk away disagreeing, and, and that's fine. I just want to be heard. Mm-hmm. I have a history of, if you disagree with me, I am so angry and feel so disrespected. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm not, and I'm much better now, but I have a history of feeling that way, of feeling like, if you can't see things my way, like I am, if just I haven't convinced so you to see things upset. my way, yeah, like yeah. I guess that's, you are yeah. va- you are not validating my line of reasoning, so therefore I feel like crap because you're not validating my line of reasoning. I guess, yeah, which and is, I'm not. It's obviously unhealthy, but it's that's well, where like my I've line gone. to that parent, which was, oh, I understand your concern, yeah. but that is not shared. You'd be like, no, you have yeah. to understand why I don't. Right. I am not concerned like you, by this. What do you mean it's not shared? Like, I, if you're, no, wait, I'm saying, but from my perspective. Okay. It's so like you as a teacher, a parent complains to you yeah. and says, you're doing this wrong, you're doing this wrong, or I have this concern. Like you wouldn't say, well, I understand your concern, but I don't share that concern. And the fact that they're still angry would drive you crazy. Whereas I'm like, well, that's on you now. You would need to explain. Right. Like, you would need to outline. This is why. why. Right. Yeah. I, yes, yes, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. Right. Certainly as the parent, that wouldn't be okay either. Right. Like, you'd be like, no, you need to share my concern. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's where I took it, yeah. And if we get disrespected long enough, yeah, and we don't get that need met, we steal it. And that's what we're talking about. In any emotional need, when you don't get it met, the obvious example is, you know, the person that never gets hugged, they go around punching each other in the shoulder, grabbing, hugging, playing, physical, you know, that kind of stuff. But that happens with respect as well. And one of the very first ways we do that is demanding it abrasively. (laughs) You know, you will respect me. Yes. Mm. There's nobody that gets respected less. Yeah, I roll roll my eyes at that person. (laughs) Cartman from South Park. (laughs) You will respect my authority. Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah. If you've got to say it, you don't get it. And guess what? It ain't going to feel good once you say that. Mm. That's the thing about stealing the emotional need. It never satiates you. Right. And I made a note with that one where I, I go there, um, especially when the kids were maybe a little younger. Uh, but it's parenting. Like, I wouldn't say that to an adult. Like, well, you better respect me. But, I mean, that's a sort of a classic cliche parenting line. Like, hey, there needs to be a level of respect around here, right? Like, I deserve to be respected. You cannot talk to me that way. You know, so that's that's where I go there is is with my kids. Gosh, that is, I mean, not to talk about an outline that I created, but it's so brilliant. Like, if you got to say it, you don't, like, I can't fathom saying to my family or to the team that I coach, hey, you will respect me. Mm-hmm. Like, because you're, you're going to respect me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that's not even... But if you're not getting that respect, then you're going to be like that drowning person who's reaching out. Right. And right. I mean, and it, and it certainly happens when we're parenting because mm-hmm. you are drowning. Oh, yeah. Right. Your kids are not <laughs> doing... Who won't respect me? <laughs> Speaking of seeing someone as human, like I think we've all we've seen our kids where like they're not human. What, what are they doing right now? This is not how a person acts. And they sure are... don't see you as human sometimes. Right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Vice versa. My children are gifts from God. <laughs> Speaking of one's status or accomplishments, one self. You're, you're just like bragging. Boasting, bragging, yeah. boasting about, yourself. about yourself. Yeah, yeah. You're just okay. begging for it. Yep. Uh, forcing oneself into positions of leadership or power. I mean, have we met that person? Are we ever that person? Mm. You mean forcing yourself into? Oh like, yeah, that's the person that's it. like, well, I'll lead that. I'll lead that because you know I can do it. I can do it. You're yeah. Like, oh, okay. I don't want you to do that. At <laughs> the fact all. that you're saying that means you can't. You can't do right. that. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've stolen a bit of that i think at work this year actually in that re- regard but not like forcing i it, with the with the kids no it would, <laughs> no not with the kids They're like we need a homeroom captain i'll do it i'll do it, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> no i put not forcing but like just assuming some responsibility but are you meeting the need for trying to meet the need for respect necessary um or is it just security because at least it'll get done or are you trying to support somebody else Oh, gosh. I think, I mean, I certainly do things in my life, work included, with a, um, what's the word? Like, you're you're not trying to get anything in return. Altruistic? Just, yes. Thank you. Just I with an altruistic you, mentality. I, I However, think you very much like to plan and organize. Yeah. And, and, like, it's a passion of yours, and it's a gift of yours. And so I think... You right, know, it's not inherently you trying to steal respect. R- um, you're like, but it is. Yeah. <laughs> No, I, I'll have to think about that more because I hear what you're saying, and I don't do things for an ulterior motive. I like to think I am altruistic. Well, in, you do in my like actions, the respect that comes from that. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Is like in the back of my head, sure. is there something that's like, hey, and if I if I'm real helpful, you know what? They're but is that your prime? I'm going to feel some respect from them. Is that your primary driver though, or is it no, just simply because you're a passionate driver. person no. about what you're doing? Right, like I in, think so. In Rachel's so. case, especially at work, she takes on a ton of responsibilities. Because it's security. It's like she knows it's going to get done. She right. cannot begin to right. fathom what, but she doesn't want any respect. She doesn't want yeah. any acknowledgement. She just wants to get the job done. She wants and the, the job only to person get done that, knows goes home that could possibly yeah. do it. Her is Rachel. Right. right. Same thing, always giving one's opinions regardless of it being asked or considered. <laughs> now, that can be attention, yeah. but it's also respect. Like, well, you know what I think? Nobody cares. Because nobody uh, respects you. I'm definitely guilty this is of that also too. Sad. Like these are things this I have done sad. and occasionally still do. Like honestly, like but I, for that reason, I think. Well, I think no, I don't think you. Give I think your it opinion. is filling a need though at times. Yeah, but I don't think you're one to give your opinion regardless of it being asked for. And if you do, I don't know that it's for respect. 
Yeah, I don't think you. And if you do give you your opinion, it's not, enough, David, it's not like that. you're right. You guys see me very differently than I do. <laughs> I'll have to think on that. Your self condemnation and guilt is showing. <laughs> I'm a terrible person one way or the other, guys. Let's just <laughs> the hair's up on the back of Brian's neck. Oh, I'm just this this next one. Disagreeing just for the sake of having your way. Well, I don't know about that. Or 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 <laughs> or just eat that or being a contrarian. Just for the sake of being a contrarian. Well, I don't know about that. You know, like <laughs> there is that person, like, oh, I gotta take a stand. Yeah. Yeah, we know. Yes, we know somebody. But like, in the realm of it creates respect for somehow for them to be For them, yeah. they're trying to take it and it's just the worst. Cuz I can I can definitely see here I go. Look, if you got a valid point, argue your point. But if you're just arguing for like I have an uncle, I have an right. uncle, but does he do it oh. for respect? I don't know what he does it for. <laughs> he's just a di- uh, he's, he's not, just a jerk. He's not human. He's just a, a disrespectful a dis- kind of guy. Go. I'm going with disputing. My, uh. but my to that end and not valuable for this podcast. My dad's dad, Pop Pop Mitlow, he was the ultimate. No matter, he would argue with anybody about anything at any time. Now he also did have a very high need for respect. You know what? This is, that's why I can't listen to sports radio. Hmm. Because like oh, every time so... when somebody calls in with opinion. They always figure out a way to disagree it's with them, even though they and, might yeah. agree with them. No respect. They have to figure out a way to mm-hmm. like. Disres- Are you talking about like, Mark Madden in particular? No, like That's anything. What I thought of immediately. I mean, but he, he does it. Like you know, like that guy makes a good point. It's not that you have to agree with him totally, but right. like you're just just pooping all right. over him yes. for something that you don't need to. Like you could you could say like I see your opinion. I but agree. I've, I think I've this. turned channels on a few guys because because of that. When that starts to happen, I can't deal. There's a little book we like to call the Bible, what? and I want to just very quickly talk about Matthew twenty two thirty nine, which is very mis- not misunderstood. There's a overlooked part of this, and it says the second uh, commandment is like it, and it says love your neighbor as yourself. And I think that's interesting because people do love as much as they love themselves. Like there's a command in there. You do need to love yourself mm-hmm. because if you don't, you're not going to be able to love others. Can we apply that to respect? Respect others respect yourself. as you respect yourself. And if you don't respect yourself, is it possible to respect others? I don't have a right answer. Go. Oh. I think we live in a world right now where that is a very big conundrum because there are, there are, there are so many people that have no respect for themselves. Or too much. Do they think they don't? <laughs> I, believe, I believe a lot of people know that they don't respect themselves. Or, no, I don't know because there's, there's so many people that are like, why am I the way that I am? Why is therapy so 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 big right now? It's, there's a lot of people that are just flailing. They know they're not okay. They know that they're not okay, mm-hmm. but in that they're they don't re- in, in that mess they don't respect themselves. Um, so it's really hard if you don't have a respect for yourself if you can't put your own boundaries up if you can't draw lines if you can't understand respect in and of itself. How are you going to respect somebody else? So that it, it's I don't I don't know if that answers my your question. Yeah, uh, I mean what? I think it does. I don't because like I don't I don't know how you re- respect other people if you don't know how to respect yourself. Like you have to have some kind of respect for yourself. You know yeah, what I mean? I'm coming to the conclusion of I don't know that it's you can't, but you most certainly won't. Or you're not good <laughs> at it. You're not good at respecting <laughs> you, other people. You're probably not aware that you don't respect yourself, but you're certainly not going to respect somebody. Because like, you, like you could respect yourself in many ways, like setting boundaries with other people, you know, so that you're not, you know, so mm-hmm. like then you can, so then you're okay with other people setting those boundaries with you. 
You know what I mean? To bring it into the um, just the lens of emotional needs, when I read that quote, love your neighbor as yourself, I think about how like meeting others' emotional needs in general, not just respect, is loving, right? Oh, and yeah. So, it's one of the three successful com- or components of a successful relationship. We talk about open and yeah. honest and vulnerable a whole lot. Right. But we don't talk enough about mutual giving. And so then... I think the the other the flip side of that coin is to love yourself means to understand something about your needs and how that you know you can healthily get the respect or the um, appreciation that you that you need, and so therefore that is you know or that, you're good. I see that as that because it feels very natural yeah. to me to say oh these emotional needs are loving yourself and others. I think this could be an entire podcast. Right, because honestly. the converse is true, which is if you think of yourself too highly, are you can you respect anybody else? Well, and there's there's so much in this. Like yeah. just the mess that is people. Like when you when <laughs> that you would be when the you name of the podcast. When, the mess that is well, people. Right now God's like when you I take, mean, yeah, but you know when you take this truth <laughs> and and use it as a as a level, like a plumb line, and then we start to talk about this this hours. Yeah. This right, is make a note. But I, I, but I respect you enough to allow you to already write that note. I have. <laughs> um, here's something else before we conclude with where does this hurt go when we don't have our need for respect met. One thing we haven't talked about with respect, and it came to my mind as we were talking about not respecting yourself, respecting others. And I'm just going to throw this one word out there. Litter. Oh, my oh, gosh. Man. Oh, yeah. Oh, here we go. <laughs> what, what kind of human being are you? What a very obvious like way to see the disrespect. Yeah. How about this one? Shopping carts. Right in the middle Less of Less so. Oh, it's still... It's still Although, no. have you wait, seen the Shopping guy? carts... Well, wait, that's different. Wait. I agree. I but agree. Okay. Uh, that... Ooh. You talk about somebody that doesn't have respect. They don't have respect for themselves. They don't have respect for the establishment. I'm not they saying can't. it's not disrespectful, but I think a litter is to me more disrespectful than a I, shopping cart not being returned. They're on the they're the same for me. Same so level yeah. of hell. Yeah. It's At first, least uh, a shopping cart. I assume they had a need for it. So it's not. Well, no, quite so you're the talking same about level. taking one. Uh see. Yeah. What are you you're talking, talking about, about not returning one? I'm talking not about returning, returning one. one. Oh, that's another whole uh, level. Oh, no, when see, you see somebody went... rolling down Rodi Road with their shopping cart, like like my or you know, a Hey, 50... I was just a big lots. I just I'm just gonna take so the big I get lots to keep this. <laughs> I don't have any respect for their property. They're just taking it to the other I big mean, lots. I, saw, I took pictures of people in Penn Hill Shopping Center with a Aldi shopping cart, which to be fair, they put a quarter in. Right, they own it. <laughs> and they had they had two kids in the shopping cart and one teeny tiny small bag, and they were heading up to Duff Road. Like so they, they didn't were using, even a, they were as using a stroller. As a stroller. Wow, wow, that's amazing. That's, that is something. I mean, you know. <laughs> well, like me and Brian, you talked about the big lots, you know, or Jay or whatever taking the big lots cart and I was like, and then I could hear Chris like, Well, they're probably taking it to the other big lots. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm not saying it's okay. All I'm saying is to me it's not the same level as litter because litter it has no function. There's nothing. You know what I mean? Like it's just my convenience matters more than your yes. cleanliness. Somebody else will do it, not my problem. Right. 
the entitlement of, it of is litter is a huge entitlement. I think there's I think there's more of an entitlement to litter than there is the, to a cart. I believe, yeah, absolutely. But, yeah. And to our last point, yeah. there's a girl on my volleyball team right now who reminds me of a player who played 10 years ago who, in that same Penn Hill shopping center at the light where Blockbuster used to be yep. right there, yep. I'm coming down the hill. She's turning, throws a huge bag, this no. is 10 years ago, Ugh. of McDonald's out the window. And it's still there. I stop the car. And I point at her, and she stops her car, laughs, picks it up. Later on, posts on social media, LOL, coach caught me littering today. A, you're throwing a whole bag of fast food out the window. Yeah. B, you're going to post about it like it's a joke? LOL. And yeah. tell the world. Right. And three, you're LOLing that? Yep. You talk about not respecting yourself. Brian's like, there's a special place in hell. For <laughs> and for posting it. She was towing a shopping cart. <laughs> she was. <laughs> yeah, we've reached the point with this where like my eyes have started to get glassy because uh. like, you know, all, all the anger is up. And- uh-huh. <laughs> It's heavy. I'm well, just becoming that robot. As you're going through this, Brian, mm-hmm. and you have so much um, anger when your need isn't met, how if you don't have respect met, where does it go when it goes to anger? Because when our needs aren't met, they go four places, one of which is anger. Demanding the respect from others. See number six above. See number six above. And never respecting others. Yeah, if you get disrespected enough, you're a wrecking ball. Well... Yeah. Think about my example with Ethan at the uh, with the sword. I walked away from him, and then I didn't give a crap about what sword he bought. Mm. Perfect example. Wow. Yeah. You said something about guilt, Chris. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in this case, you know, if you are not getting the respect that you need, then you're seeing one's lack of respect toward you as a result of your own failures, whether it be in tasks, relationships, life in general. If I was better at what I did, people yeah. would respect it's me. It's your fault. It's or Yeah, it's, it's my fault. fault that people aren't respecting me. Yeah. yeah. I'll do self-condemnation. Um, I don't... Sorry. <laughs> I does not compute to me. <laughs> <laughs> Never been a thing my fault. <laughs> <laughs> what note of it's famous Brian quotes. <laughs> I do not respect anyone who would think it would be their fault. <laughs> you deserve to not have respect, as a matter of fact. Sorry, go ahead. Eric. No, that's okay. So a lot of my, uh, a lot of mine goes to self condemnation. Not in this, but um, but but believing in one, believing that one is not worthy of respect, and others are right to not respect them. Gosh, don't you feel bad? Well, and yeah, and. Like I feel like I deserve respect, like so, and, and it's not a high need of mine, so it's not like a big concern of mine. But there is somebody that sits at the table with us frequently that their mind was blown because they do have a high need for respect, and because they have self condemnation, they didn't think that they were deserving of it, and it, like it blew that person's mind because that's like a double whammy. It is a double. Hey, exactly, I, mean, I have exactly. a high need for respect. Yeah. But why, why would you? Why, I don't really why deserve would it. I? It's that a self-fulfilling a, prophecy. Ugh, yeah. That's a terrible right. thing. That is a horrible combination. And I'm sorry. And why would this really important person in my life... Hey, if they want to talk to me, I could probably help them uh, work through that. <laughs> but yeah, it's it was it was mind-blowing. And it, it really... Wow. Yeah. And I thought, I thought that because... I couldn't really relate because I don't have that high need of respect. But did you apply like, it to your own needs? What? Well, like, okay, well, I don't have a need for respect. Sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But um, 
but with this person, like he, it, like something really clicked with him because he wasn't getting that me net met of respect, and it's because he didn't think he was good enough. Mm-hmm. But man, living in that world of like you need this thing and you don't think you're good enough. But man, yeah. do I celebrate that aha moment that you got right. to have? Oh with yeah, him yeah, totally. Or her. Right. Um, right, anonymous person. Right. I think that's great. In the future, make sure that we continue when we use anonymous people to give them creative names. Jojo. Okay. Ah, Jojo. Bobo. Feliciano. I oh, the know. Miller family was on the podcast earlier today. Huh? You had the Millers. Talking about the Millers. No, I wasn't here. With the report card on the... On oh, the, yes, yeah. the Millers, that Miller family. <laughs> Millers don't get beans. And don't forget about uh, who are the other... Uh, Trixie and... Uh, oh, the, I knew Trixie. Trixie and Malcolm. Malcolm, Malcolm and Trixie. That's right. Uh, lastly, uh, uh, when our needs are not met, I can go to fear. And that's just, you're going to, nobody's going to respect me. I'm so afraid. I'm not even going to try to accomplish. I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to wither away and just you're, be unnoticeable. You're afraid of the next time someone's going to disrespect. So you just yeah. shut it all down. Yeah. Stop trying Don't to accomplish. Even try. Stop yep. trying to be. Oh stop trying to matter. Just disappear. And that'll mm. slide right into self condemnation. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, what an episode. Told you we wouldn't make it an hour. <laughs> yeah, Duke's going to be so happy. You're welcome. And we already have another uh, spinoff from this in the future. Excellent. Well, with that, we're going to wrap up episode 172. Please make sure to give us a like or follow on social media and visit us at lunchtimeinrome.com. While there, you could take our relational needs questionnaire. Thanks for joining us at the table for Lunchtime in Rome. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Hey, guys, I'm back. Something's not connected, right? Did it hurt when you put it in or no? No. Like, well, why don't I just, Mm -hmm. you know, do something terrible? She said, who's Biden? (laughs) (laughs) And why is Nordstrom's closing? Wait a second. This could tie in really well. Oh, it is the same. There we go. (laughs) Man. Hey, I respect that we got through that. At our school? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The best thing was then he called the house. He was like, Nobody's answering at the house!